It's Friday the 17th of April um, and it's time for our regular catch up with Derek Munn, RCSLT's Director of Policy and Public Affairs. But today we are joined too by our CEO, Kamini Gadhok. Welcome Kamini. We last met just three days before the lockdown and things have changed dramatically since then, so I'm sure we've got lots to discuss. So how are you? Hi Vicky, and uh, I'm sure like everyone else, um, I'm feeling a little bit jaded and a bit tired, but uh, I don't think that's anything in comparison to what I'm hearing from members every day about what they're facing in the front line, working with patients, working very, very long hours, and often coming home and working with us on really important documents. So I'm so impressed with the work that's happening. That's really interesting. Thank you. And you sort of alluded to some of the ways that SLTs are, are helping. Can you share some of those ways that SLTs are helping with the response? Well, as we know, Vicky, this is a, a national emergency that we're all facing as a country and globally. Um, we haven't in my lifetime or most of our lifetime seen a pandemic before. Um, so there's a lot of, um, I guess, reflection on what do we do that's um, both reacting to the, the, the level of demand that's required now to meet the needs of our patients, but also trying to spend some time reflecting on what we need to do going forward. So I think the first phase of the work for the last few weeks on all fronts has been very much about reacting and all hands on deck. So what we've seen for our, from our members is that very much all hands on deck approach from senior speech and language therapists uh, moving into working in critical care units on um, supporting their colleagues with those patients who are ventilated because as we hear on the news many of those with COVID-19 actually are heavily sedated and ventilated which means that speech therapists cannot actually do speech therapy with them but they are very much supporting their team in those environments um, as well as then looking at what happens with those patients who are not ventilated or who are coming out of intensive care to support the rehabilitation. So there's a lot of change going on in terms of roles in, in those critical care units and we've worked very hard with government and with our members to have a look at what those roles could be, including in the new Nightingale Field Hospitals, which as we know again very much a new um, opportunity to see how those needs of patients can be met. Um, I think in addition though it's really important to point out that members have had to again in response to this being a national crisis, step into roles that are unfamiliar, whether that's speech therapists who work with children, working with adult uh, community or rehabilitation for adults with a range of communication needs, um, or uh, speech therapists actually stepping into roles that are outside of our normal scope. So we are aware that uh, speech therapists are supporting their district nursing teams in community or other teams within hospitals. So, and I think we've heard that um, a lot on the news about how uh, people are being very flexible and that flexibility is clearly essential. Um, so I think that's really important. In terms of what members are doing to support us, we've had to, as I said, react very quickly, particularly around concerns with respect to guidance on uh, PPE and what's appropriate. Uh, when members are undertaking dysphagia assessments. We know that there's been a bit of controversy around that in that uh, our guidance is not the same as what government is saying. However, we are looking and we're working with our member experts to build a business case to see how dysphagia assessments can be viewed as an AGP. So that's really important. So that's one piece of work. 
We're also working with our experts and with other professional associations to look at vulnerable groups who are not currently listed as patients who need to be shielded. So for example, laryngectomy and tracheostomy patients. So there's a lot of work going on at the moment that we're really keen to share with our members as we go forward. Thank you, Kamini. And how has the RCSLT adapted its ways of working to support its members? So I'm sure many of our members will realise that uh, we're all now working from home. So we've looked at how we can adapt uh, as a team and we've redeployed our staff as well to make sure that we focus on the things that are important for our members. So we're very much uh, thinking about what intelligence we get from our members about what they need from us, what help they need in terms of guidance or practical support that we can give them. So it's been critical to us that we are very responsive, again, in an environment which is unknown. So thank you so much to all the members who've been in touch, who've contacted us through Twitter or through our inquiries line or whatever other means, uh, because actually that's helping to inform how we support you. So it's, it's been a very much a team effort. And I think, again, it's about all hands on deck. Great, thank you. And I think this is, um, this is particularly for Derek. What has your team been doing to influence governments in the four nations during the COVID-19 response? The role has been to support and complement the work that Kamini and expert members have been leading. So Kamini mentioned the work on PPE and alongside the evidence, the, the clinical, the, the roles, you know, there were the usual influencing jobs of writing to ministers and saying, look, there's a problem here, asking parliamentary questions insofar as is appropriate, working with the NHS and with agencies. And of course, as you say, this has to be times four for the four nations, although in response to the crisis, more than usual has been coordinated at UK level. So there's been an extra level of complexity, disentangling when a health education England, for example, just speaking for England, and when a health education England or public health England speaking on behalf of the four. So that's added an extra, an extra layer to things. Um, we've also been supporting the work that Kamini has mentioned that she's been leading around redeployment in all different contexts. So redeployment to COVID-19 situations, redeployment to areas where speech and language therapists are not normally working within their scope of practice, and also adapting other services to make them continue, being willing to take on additional roles, all of that, and making sure that the insurance is in place for that, making sure that the training is in place for that, all of that. Other areas I'd mention, keeping abreast, for example, of how children's services are adapting, in the current situation and working with members and with our service user partners to collect and publicize best practice in supporting people with speech language and communication needs through the current crisis and what they need both accessible information and the provision of support remotely. Thank you Derek that's quite a program of work and what are the major areas of focus right now? As Kami alluded to the thing coming forward right now is rehab step down community. As the first wave begins to peak, being ahead of the game, first in supporting COVID-19 patients as they recover in their communication and swallowing rehab. Secondly, keeping existing services on the road as restrictions ease, because they're gonna to have to be delivered in new ways with different prioritization and different resource constraints. And thirdly, there are those, for example, with stroke who have come to our services 
during the period of the crisis. And we need that cohort of people to get the rehab that they need as we move forward. Thank you. And finally, I think probably a question for Kamini. Um, do you have a message that you'd like to relay to our members? Yes, indeed, Vicky. Um, just to say that we're really, really proud of everything that members are doing. We know that it's really hard and that it's been a struggle. We appreciate that things are not easy, that there's a lot of challenges that you've had to face. Uh, we want to really thank you for everything that you're doing um, and that we, we really do think you're amazing. But what we'd like to also say is that we're here for you and that we're a team. So please do get in touch and we are looking at how we can continue to support our members through whatever means, whether it's online platforms and through communicating and engaging you. So uh, we are here for you to listen to you, but also respond to your needs. Thank you. <laughs>